Well, hello, hello, and welcome to Moving Into Light. I'm Lisa Renee, and you are listening to episode 30. And episode 30, it's kind of a big deal. And what a year 2020 has been so far, right? I feel like I've been sleeping and I'm waking up and I'm looking around and thinking, wow, it's July and I don't know what I did from February to now. I do know what I did. I did a lot of things. I did a lot of soul searching. I've done a lot of work, but wow. So episode 30, I hope you're well. I hope you are healthy. I hope you are safe. I hope you have food in your pantry and a roof over your head and I'm thanking you for tuning in. Feeling a bit reflective today because half of this year is gone. And I remember starting 2020 and thinking, wow, what an amazing year this is going to be. So much is happening. So many changes for us on the horizon. And and here we are halfway through. And if you're anything like me, maybe you're feeling like, It's a bit stagnant. We have all of these balls in the air right now. We have adoption. We have a property out of state that we are turning into something amazing. We have kind of put tours on hold, obviously. And I don't like that feeling of being stagnant. So when that comes up, I stop and look around and think, okay, wait, whoa. I never in one of my life in my life want to look and think I'm being stagnant, like I'm not moving forward. And then I have to remember I'm moving toward a lot of goals right now. And I'm sure that you are too. I'm sure that you have a list in your head somewhere of all the things that are on the horizon and and things you're working toward. And I'm just here to remind you that you've got this. You're going to achieve those goals. We are going to make it through this. We are going to begin rebuilding. I don't think we're going to get back to where we were ever. I've been thinking about that a lot lately. I don't think we're going back to where we were when 2020 started. I think we're in new space. We're in new territory. And and that is a little unnerving, but it also feels good. You know, you get to a point where you think, It can only get better. You hate to say it can't get worse because then sometimes it does, but it can only get better. So thank you for logging on and for giving today's podcast a listen. And I I do, I hope you are well and I hope you are safe and, and calm and relaxed and I hope anxiety is not ruling your day. Um, I'm recording this on Thursday night, July 2nd, and I've had a crazy couple of weeks in and out of town on our new property and off of our new property, and we've been doing so much work, um, planning, picking out things, organizing, monitoring progress, you know how it is when you have a house renovation, and it feels like a lot. And when it feels like a lot, I have to step back and think, gosh, I am so grateful just to be able to have this process because it's really keeping us going and helping us move forward. So that part's amazing in my life right now. Um, so when I sat down to 
get equipment set up, and record this podcast. I had been um, kind of going back and forth over the past day when I knew I had to record a podcast, and I went round and round about what I wanted to talk about. And usually it comes very quickly, and I know the topic, and I know what I'm going to say, and it's fine. And it is fine. But what kept coming through to me for this podcast was I really needed to talk about my work. And it's a very sensitive subject for me because I spent 20 years very much in a box where I could very clearly define my work, right? I was a music teacher. I taught music. I taught show choir. I taught dance. I taught singing. I taught guitar. I had a big list of things that I taught, but I was a teacher. I could fit myself into that box. And then 2012 came around. And I look back to 2012 and I think, man, what an upset, what a wake-up call, what a shakedown. My life has not been the same since 2012. And I want to talk to you about that because that was when I got mold poisoning. That was when my life headed in a new direction, 2012. And... um I knew that I was walking down a road that I could never turn around. I just had to keep going forward. And, you know, sometimes you feel like if you make a decision, you can always backtrack and you can go back and start over or you can go back to where what you were doing before. And there was a part of me that knew in 2012 when I got sick with mold poisoning and I had to leave teaching that my life was changing and I was never going to be the same again. I was never going to go back to where I once was. And maybe you've been in that kind of position. Maybe you have had a decision come your way or something happened to you that felt so huge. It was monumental in that you would never be able to look at things the same way. And I feel like that's where I was in 2012. Um, So, so many things changed in my life, and I want to jump back to that for just a minute. When I got sick, I was really struggling because I wanted to get back in my classroom because that felt safe to me. I did not want to get out of teaching, and it wasn't because I was loving teaching at that point, but it was because it felt comfortable. It felt safe. It... It was comfortable. It was easy. I knew what was expected of me then. If I branched out and tried to do something new, I had no idea what what, what it was going to look like. I didn't know what the expectations were like. I didn't know how to work by myself or for myself. And I picked up a book by Carolyn Mace, and it was called Why People Don't Heal and How They Can. Um... Carolyn Mace is a best-selling author. She wrote Anatomy of the Spirit. She's, she does a lot of archetypal work. Um, 
And I've done a lot of studying and learning from her. Um, she's very direct, uh, very like no nonsense, beat around the bush. She's straight to the point. But she really helps people heal. And I want to read this to you. This is from um, Why People Don't Heal. Disease is one of the most frequent eye-openers on the journey toward consciousness and self-discovery. Disease demands immediate attention and cannot be ignored. When our wake-up call takes the shape of a life-threatening illness, we are not given the option to ignore it. Disease can be the means through which we encounter the power of our psyche and spirit. And I have come back to that paragraph so many times in my work with all my clients because there's so much truth in that. When you are hit with a disease, you have to wake up because your, your choice to stay asleep means you're most likely not going to make it. When you have to wake up and you have to look at your life-threatening illness, the option to ignore it, that's a, a tough road. Because you're not going to wake up spiritually either. You're not going to wake up emotionally. You're not going to learn to dig deep. You're not going to be in the journey that you're meant to be on if you choose to, to not face it. And when I was so very sick, I just kept asking myself, why? But I was in the victim role of why is this happening? Why me? Why, why did I have to get sick? It wasn't until two years later that I could ask the question, what was that meant to teach me? What was I supposed to learn? And once I got to that point, then I could start healing. So if you've never checked out Carolyn Mace, I would strongly urge you to check out some of her writing, especially if you are dealing with big, heavy things. Because she was one of the first authors that I really, truly connected with on my healing journey. So the reason for this podcast is that I had someone say to me very pointedly, what is it that you actually do? And that question stopped me in my tracks because for several years, for the past eight years, I have really struggled with the question of what do I do? To, to define it, to label it. And, you know, I have notes and um, intake forms and um, all kinds of notes that I've taken from sessions with over 70 clients. There have been a lot of clients that I've worked with over the past eight years. But to define the work... That's been a big struggle. And what kind of word do you put to the work I do? And so I want to talk about this today. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I want to talk about it because I think for myself, I need to define it and to explain it. So I have gone through the, the list of, of labels. What do I do? I'm a holistic nutritionist. I'm an intuitive healer. Um, I work with essential oils and aromatherapy. 
I am an Akashic Records reader. I channel. Um, I can, you know, connect with spirits and beings on the other side. I help people heal. I help people get to the root cause of, of their illness or their disease. I help people change their diet. So how do you label that? Well, I'm a healer. And I want to talk to you a little bit about the process today because I think by me explaining the process, it not only helps you to understand, but it also helps me. So I'm going to talk you through it and make it make sense for both of us. So when 2012 hit and I could not teach, I started meditating. And I was also immediately enrolling in a new program to get a second degree in holistic nutrition. I loved food, I loved feeding people, and I loved the idea of helping people heal their body through food. So that's number one. I'm a holistic nutritionist. I graduated with a 3.8 average, and I loved the work. I absorbed so much knowledge in two years. I had phenomenal teachers and instructors, and it was an incredible program. So I know about people's bodies, how they react to food, and how nutrition plays a role in health and wellness. And as soon as that program was done, I began studying, working with intuition, working as a channel, um, and studying the Akashic Records. We've talked, there's a, an, a former podcast about Akashic Records, so I'm not going to go into it here, but you can go back and listen to that if you need to know more about the Akashic Records. So um, working in the Akashic Records and working as a channel, that, that line of study took up a lot of time and being able to understand how that whole process works of connecting to the other side. Um, soon after that, I became very interested in aromatherapy and essential oils and how smells and scents can affect us can trigger memories, can calm our nerves, can release tension, can settle anxiety, um, can help us heal, can help us be motivated. So that went into my toolbox as well. Soon after that, I became certified in children's yoga as a yoga instructor. I studied a great deal of mindfulness instruction. So working as a um, children's yoga instructor and a mindful meditation instructor became kind of second nature. I walked, you know, a lot of families and children through that kind of work and those kind of workshops. And then after that, I got involved with a program called Healing Touch, Healing Touch Therapy, which is energy work. Um, taught by nurses for hospitals and that kind of situation because it's a way to bring energetic healing into hospitals for people who are ill or in pain who are needing energetic healing. Um, so I became a healing touch therapist. And I have loved all of those things. And so when I was studying nutrition, I thought, okay, I'm a holistic nutritionist. I'm going to teach people to eat, 
I'm going to teach my family to eat. I'm going to help people heal through food. This is going to be great. Then I studied the Akashic Records and I'm like, oh my gosh, I can help people dive into their life plan and see, you know, oh, you've developed lung cancer. Let's look at why you have lung cancer. Let's see if we can get to the very root cause of it and we can try to heal it in a lot of different level on a lot of different levels instead of just, you know, chemotherapy and radiation. Let's heal your whole soul from that lung cancer. And doing that work in the Akashic Records became very powerful work for my clients. And last, I, a year ago, got involved with a supplement company. And these supplements are, they're powerful. They are healing for so many people. They get to the root cause of gut inflammation, or inflammation in the gut microbiome, and they're balancing blood sugar and hormones and the, the healing that is coming from the supplements, children and adults alike, is incredible. Okay, so I'm going to do that. And Spirit said, Lisa, just stop. The truth of the matter is, my beautiful friends, <laughs> that I'm not any one of those things. I'm all of those things. And in the middle of all of this, we have been foster parents. And now we are adopting. And I look at all of these moments and all of these modalities and all of the information that has boggled my brain for the past eight years. And I realize I am not any one of those things. I am not a healing touch therapist. I am not solely a nutritionist. I am not solely a, a, an adoptive mom. I am all of these things. And so when I work with a client, it is all of those things. And I use all of the tools in my toolbox to help a client heal. So how does it work? A client calls me up and says, I'm struggling with this, this, and this. And I said, okay, let's see what happens. And nine times out of 10, they give me permission to open their Akashic records and I'm working intuitively. We talk about their, their wellness. I will do an energetic scan of their body and see where I feel their, their pain or their illness. We'll look at their diet. We'll look at essential oils that can be, um, you know, a, a help to them. We, we look at supplementation. We go through all of this and all of those things together, all of these modalities that I've been studying for eight years come together and form this beautiful friendship that truly helps my clients heal. And so a year ago, I, two years ago now, I started teaching a, or offering a service called Reconnective Studies. And Reconnective Studies is the combination of all of these modalities. And it's a program with six individual one-on-one -on -one meetings, usually on Skype. Um, and we meet once a week or once every other week for 
a period of six weeks or a period of 12 weeks. And we focus on six different topics. And those are spirit-led topics. For some people, it's really centers around diet and changing their health through their nutrition. And for some people, it's doing soul work. It's finding ways to forgive themselves. It's finding ways to balance their work and their play. And we go in-depth for six sessions to help them get to the root cause of whatever their issue is, and we find ways to heal that. So when I say to someone, well, I'm an intuitive healer, because that was the, the terminology Spirit gave to me years ago to use, people look at me, well, I don't know what that means. And so I think by doing this podcast, I'm kind of clearly stating it for myself as well as for my listeners, because I always say, if you're interested in working with me, reach out. But I've never really clearly got on and laid out what it is I do. And so basically, I take all of the modalities that I've been learning, that I've been studying, that I've been researching, um, the plants, the herbs, the oils, the supplements, the food, the meditation, the mindfulness, the yoga, and we put it all together and we kind of get an equation, this plus this plus this plus this equals healing, or at least a walk in the direction of healing. And it's amazing work. And I believe that we are all on the planet right now. We're all waking up. We are all coming to terms with our own humanity. We are all learning to be humbled by our mistakes. We are all trying to heal parts of ourselves. And it isn't easy work. It's tough. Healing is hard work. And I want you to know that I'm here for you. That's the work that I have been guided to do. And it feels really good to be in this space on the internet and be able to clearly lay out how my process works as a healer so that maybe you listening to this today can reach out if you are in need of these services. And now that I look at it, it kind of sounds like a big promotional ad. But I feel like by sharing my part of this journey, there's someone out there who needs to hear it. Maybe you yourself right now are suffering from an illness. I'm here to tell you that the illness is with you to help you wake up. I'm not saying that you created this illness, but I'm saying it is here in your awareness to help you wake up. It's here to help you learn something. It's here to help you discover something new, something that you didn't know about yourself before. When people get sick, it is very intentional it is here the disease is demanding your immediate attention and you can't ignore it. And when this wake-up call comes, and it will, we aren't given the option to ignore it. 
And we have to use disease as the way to encounter our true power. And I believe we encounter the power of spirit that way. We can remember how great of a healer spirit really is. When we face our illness or our struggle head on, face to face. One of the things that Carolyn Mace writes in here um, are some questions for self-examination. And I'm going to share one or two just to kind of let you think about it a little bit. Do you think of change as something that will make your life feel out of control and feel chaotic? That's one of her questions. Do you think of change as something that will make your life feel out of control and chaotic? In so many ways, I'm good with change. I'm good with moving to new cities. I'm good with, you know, selling all my furniture and just starting over again. Um, I'm good with, you know, a change like just cutting all my hair off. I kind of embrace change in so many ways. But when I was faced with the change of leaving teaching, it felt out of control and chaotic because I had no clue where I was headed. So look at change and look what's going on in your life and kind of think about it because we're all in a change point right now. Here's another question to think about. Do you think about change more than you act to bring it about? That's kind of a big blinking sign that something isn't quite settled. It's not quite in balance. If you are thinking about it, but you're not doing anything about it, it's kind of a blinking sign for you to stop, recalibrate, recenter yourself, and take some action. Because a lot of change doesn't come easily without action. And what happened in my situation was I got sick in November and it took me until April to make the change and resign my teaching job. And it was the hardest thing ever. But I look at it now and think that time in my life was such a blessing. It was such a gift. Because had I not walked away, and I didn't for a lot of years, but when the time came, Spirit was literally pushing me out the door so that I could start studying all of these healing modalities. And had I tried to return to teaching, that would have been chaos because it wasn't what I was meant to do in that moment. But it was really hard to see the future because I didn't know what it was going to look like. I had no clue. At least if you have a plan for your future, you're working towards something. But I've spent eight years on and off thinking, oh, I'm supposed to be doing this now. Okay, I'm going to be a nutritionist. And I put all my eggs in the nutrition basket. But then as soon as that started to settle, it was time to learn something new. Oh, I'm going to study all about healing herbs and essential oils and no, okay, that's not it either. I'm going to be a children's yoga instructor. And it has literally been this 10-year process 
for me to finally get to the point where I understand. I am probably never going to stop learning new healing modalities. And I welcome it. When spirit gives me a nudge in the direction of studying something new, okay, I'm on it. I'm open. I'm receptive. I surrender to the path of the greater good. And maybe that's where you need to be too. Maybe some surrender in your life might right now might make life easier. When we put our head to the ground and we just work toward that goal, a lot of times we miss a lot of offshoot opportunities that could be fantastic. So I'm encouraging you today to lift your head as you're working toward your goal. Don't be so set on the end point that You kind of miss the cool stuff along the way. Because life is just one big, awesome journey. And I don't want to miss anything. You know? I don't want to be working so hard for my goals that I miss the good stuff. And there's plenty of good stuff. And I know that right now we we look at the news and we, we turn on the television And there's a lot going on on the planet right now. It feels not so hot. But there is also some amazing change happening right now. And we are living in the middle of it. And there are people waking up. There are people today in this very moment realizing that they are racist and they need to change. There are people waking up right now realizing that they have made huge mistakes and they're fixing them. There are people waking up and and seeing other human beings in a new light. That's change. This is progress. We've got a lot of progress happening. But it's just not happening as quickly as we would like sometimes. And we have to be patient. But we also have to keep pushing for the changes. Just like through my journey of learning, I had to keep pushing through the frustration of not being able to put myself in a category and give myself a label and say, oh yeah, this is what I do. Because I've spent 10 years wishing I had a label. This is what I do. A label that people understood and and could relate to and when we can surrender and just be good with where we are and be grateful for the learning of where we are gratitude can make it all easier makes it all seem much brighter and that's a good thing so What started this whole podcast was someone asked me what I did. And what I wanted to say was, well, I'm a mom. And I do a lot of other things too. And I stopped. And I looked at that person and I said, I'm an intuitive healer. I work with a lot of different modalities to help my clients heal. That's what I do. Of course, the answer is much bigger than that. But I guess it is a label. And having a label to me feels good 
because I can explain it. And I've spent a lot of years trying to get to that point. And, and I've come to the point where I realized the only person who needs to understand what I do is me. And each client who shows up for, for wellness or for healing, the clients who need my work show up. And I show up for them. And that's really all that's needed. So I don't know if this podcast helps you, but it certainly helps me today. And when I was guided to start the podcast and call it Moving Into Light, I knew I would be talking about the work that I do and how I got to this point. But I also know that the people who need whatever words come out are guided to it. We all are. When the student is ready, the teacher appears. And it's always the case. The student just has to be ready and open and willing to learn and available to listen. And I've been that for the past several years. And it's an amazing thing and it's a a frustrating thing and it's a blessing. So I guess I'm going to close today by inviting you all to do just a short meditation. And so I'd like you to get comfortable. Let your shoulders relax. Let your facial muscles de-stress a little bit. Take a few really nice deep breaths. And as you exhale, concentrate on letting your body relax. Let your muscles go limp. And I would like you to focus in on your breath. And as you exhale, imagine everyone listening to this podcast exhaling at the same time. Collectively, we are just letting go right now. And I have two questions. I'm going to say the first question. I'd like you to repeat it to yourself. And the first answer that comes into your mind is what I would like you to focus on. Don't second guess it. So take a nice deep breath in. And exhale. What do I need to heal in my life? Go ahead and repeat that on the next inhale. Take a few deep breaths and let that question kind of settle into your heart. What do I need to heal in my life?
as humans, we all have healing work to do. And it's never a good idea to bury our head in the sand. Here's the second question. What is the first step I can take to promote this healing? Breathing in. And exhale. What is the first step I can take to promote this healing? Take a few nice slow breaths. Think about the steps you can take. The first step. Oftentimes it just takes one step in the right direction to start the process, to get things moving. We all have things to heal. We've all made mistakes. We've all been hurt. We've all had to accept big changes. We've all had to look in the mirror and see someone looking back that didn't quite measure up. Or someone looking back at us and we know mistakes have been made. Harsh words. There's always something to heal. And the more things you heal in this life, the less you come back to do those things again. I would encourage you, if you have healing, to dive into it. Take the first step and just be brave. And now when I say that's the work I do with my clients, you have a better understanding. We use all of those modalities together and we come up with a plan. Do we need to dive into your emotional state? Do we need to help you heal your body with the way you eat? Do you need to slow down and meditate more? It all goes together. Our mind, our body, our soul. And Western medicine, our doctors now here in the U.S. are trained to treat the body. Doesn't matter the cause. They treat the symptoms. They give you medication and they send you home. And if you were to see a naturopath, holistic medicine doctor, they treat the whole body. And that's how my work works. We treat the whole body. A lot of different modalities for the mind, the body, and the soul. Because they all heal together. They all break down together. They can all be built back up together. I hope that makes sense to you today. And I hope that you are listening to this podcast in a state of healing and health and wellness. And my wish for our planet is that we can find some sense of balance. 
as we are recalibrating and we are recentering ourselves, I hope we can feel peace. And in the meantime, we can social distance and we can wash our hands, but we can also meditate. We can find stillness. We can feed ourselves well. We can take care of ourselves. So thank you for listening to my work, to my ramblings today. I hope your 4th of July weekend is happy and safe and socially distanced. And I hope you're well. And if you need healing, you know where to find me. My website is in the show notes. The book I mentioned and referenced by Carolyn Mace, I'll put it in the show notes as well. And I am sending you so much love and so many blessings. I'll talk to you again next Friday. Thanks for listening.